0: Welcome back to Mississippi Baptist Around the Table podcast. We hope your ministry is moving along well
1: into 2023. That's right. Yes. And today's episode really hits on the heart behind the creation of this podcast platform. We started this podcast last year to bring stories of uh, ministries to the table from around Mississippi. We wanted a space to discuss what God is doing in our state, and we are thankful for Dr. Parker's green light to start sharing life in Mississippi through this medium. All right, now we're going to do something fun. Y'all aren't ready for this. <laughs> we, want, we want to celebrate some things every now and then. Today, we want you to know about a story that happened recently at MUW BSU. So uh, this was back in the transition when Sam was named as Director of Collegiate Ministries, and then Jonah was also named uh, after that MUW uh, BSU uh, Director. Yep. Yeah, I get that right? Mm-hmm. And so they, while he was in Jackson one day, they had a guy that uh, helped fill in basically sit in a seat at the MUW-BSU. Just open the doors, brother. Turn yeah. the music on, open the doors. Well, it turns out he led someone to Christ that day. Yeah, awesome. This was recently. I thought that was really cool. And that's just one story. Yeah. I know USM-BSU has seen that recently of a salvation experience. That's, yeah. that's pretty awesome. And yeah. then uh, Don Lum in evangelism. Uh, did you hear about this, John? The rodeo. The rodeo. So we have an evangelistic effort at the rodeo. Uh, Dixie National Evangelism has seen 13 salvations so far. That's awesome. Yeah, That's pretty awesome. So we celebrate we that, and we just want to share that with y'all. There's a lot of stories. We're going to do more of that in 2023, right? Sounds you like okay with that, to me?
0: John? I'm perfectly fine with it. I like it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, so. Today we have uh, with us switching gears a little bit, not so excitedly. Apparently, that, that I'm had, we had super some, excited. What are you talking Ed, about? Let's some go. Great Celebration music, and now we just have Wade. <laughs> just Wade. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I'm not the first. Not the first time I've disappointed. Well, this is like baseball. Like you can have. You are guests, neither on intro music. Like. None, right. No
0: walkout song for Wade. <laughs> oh, wow. Well. Today, Wade is with us. He's executive pastor at Northcrest Baptist Church in Meridian. He's going to talk to us about an annual event that they have called Love Out Loud. Uh, before he does that, though, I have to say I kind of feel like I'm on a uh, on a television show, a news station, because I've got a weatherman to my right and a news anchor to my Watch left. Out.
2: Right? Can you
0: do sports? And then I could do sports, <laughs> actually. We could throw something together. This is really NBCB great. News. WNBCB. <laughs> <laughs> the ratings would be so low. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, but we are glad to have you, Wade. And, uh, you know, you guys started um, Love Out Loud. And. Uh, I may not remember this story correctly, so tell me that I'm wrong. But okay. if I remember it correctly, uh, you guys had a member of your church who at one time was a member at J.D. Greer's church. That's is right. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. kind of brought this idea down to you guys. And so tell us a little bit about that, if you will. Sure. And it, then kind of sum up with what, what is what is Love Outlaw?
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it did start with something that had been happening at the summit. Yeah. Um, then we also took some elements of things we'd seen at Mission Fuge camp, Mm I saw some things other churches did, and we came up with this idea of Love Out Loud. Um, Love Out Loud came from the question, and it's a question I think every church needs to ask themselves, if we disappeared tomorrow, would anybody in our town notice? Yeah, Yeah. um, Sure, uh, you know, if if our church disappeared off North Hill Street in Meridian, Mm -hmm. would anybody even notice outside of our church context, you know? And the answer we came up with at that moment was, you know, we've done a lot of things, we've seen people saved, we're a mm-hmm. big church, but I'm not sure anybody outside the church would even notice. Yeah. And so that's when we began to um, to figure out how can we go and serve our community with an evangelistic focus, Um, take the gospel to our community while we're showing them that we love them. That's where Love Out Loud came from. And so Love Out Loud, I call it a a week-long mission trip inside the city of Meridian, mm-hmm. and um, we will have people going out and doing all kinds of different ministry things with With the goal in all of that is to share the gospel and yeah. everything that we do. So um, we started with about 75 of us 11 years ago now mm. at North Crest and um, just our church, Yeah. and um, a couple of years later, we had another church come alongside and say, hey, could we join you? We said, sure. Um, and we've grown since then, and last year we had 25 churches and around 600 people out wow. doing um, service um, mm. and serving in our community throughout, the, throughout that week. And, and so it's a, it's a great event. Um, yeah. We get into some of the details of it, but it has been um, life-changing and it has been church-transforming. Yeah, um, good. Our church has gone from being inwardly focused to being outwardly focused mm. over the last 11, 12 years, and Love Out Loud is one of the reasons why. And uh, What you just said, inwardly to outwardly focus. I want to
1: touch on that a little bit later. But first, when you when you talk about the the bandwidth of that type of event, the church is involved mm-hmm. uh, as a leader. I'm thinking logistics. Yeah. Like <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So yeah. when do y'all start planning for this?
2: And uh, can you talk logistics here? Sure. Seriously. Well, like, we've been planning for it since last love out loud. But <laughs> but we'll really begin in earnest planning in the next few weeks. I talked to our missions director yesterday, and he said, hey, we've got to sit down and talk about this. Mm -hmm. Um, After you do it for a few years, you kind of get a hang of things, and so there's not as much planning that has to go into it, but um, it it is huge logistical. But I tell people... Um sometimes it can sound intimidating to do this, so if you want to do this in your community, it sounds really intimidating. You can scale this yeah right. you know it's it's scalable from small to big mm-hmm. because all at the end of the day all you're doing is organizing volunteers to go out and serve their community yeah. and yeah. if and if you have people who want to do things, getting it done is not mm-hmm. that is, is the easy part Getting them to want to do it is the hard <laughs> part yeah know.
0: sure so what what are what are some of those uh, what are some of those mission opportunities that you do I know it spans a wide Yes. Variety, but what are some of those things? So,
2: we generally speaking will have about 30 missions throughout mm-hmm. the week. Um, some of them will be um, one day missions, some of them will be all week long. Um, they will be everything from visiting nursing homes, yeah. um, handing out water bottles mm-hmm. on the side of the road, um, something we call um, random acts of kindness, where we're just out, you know, maybe we're taking food to the police or to nurses yeah. or something like that. Um, we have a, a ministry where we do haircuts for. Homeless people. Mm -hmm. Um, So it it really runs the gamut. We serve with other local organizations that are already doing this work. You know, we don't try to reinvent the wheel. Um, And we also we'll we'll have churches to come to us sometimes and say, "Hey, I've got this idea," and we're like, "Let's try it." You know, if it doesn't work, we won't do it next year, but let's try it this year. And so we've gotten so much. That's where our haircut ministry came from. Someone from another church said, "Hey, I I cut hair, and I'd love to help in some Mm -hmm. way." Um, can we do this? We're like absolutely, and it's yeah. turned into one of our biggest and best ministries. So wow. it's been really cool.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, I appreciate the scalable conversation too, because I know some people hear what you're saying. You know, 700 volunteers, 25 churches, 30 different opportunities that they can be involved in. But, but I mean, we're we're also saying, hey, you you're in a rural community, and uh, you're a church out in the middle of the county. Uh, maybe maybe your church is a church of 50, should be a normative Mississippi Baptist mm-hmm. church, but yet mobilizing your people, no matter what that number is, to do some sort of mission in your community is really all you're doing.
2: Yeah, that's, that's all it is. And if you think we've got 50 people in our church, we only have 10 people who can do this. Well, our teams generally have 10 or 15 right, people on yeah. them at the most you know so I mean it's you just okay go do something then right, so, right. Um, you know we have some other elements with love out loud and we can talk about them as we go but mm-hmm. at the end of the day that's what it is at its core it's sending people out to do ministry and share the gospel
0: yeah but but I also know part of it is um, part of it is a, a morning time where you encourage folks to go talk a little bit about that and then a culmination event as well. Yeah, we,
2: so we, in in addition to this, it's almost like a revival in that yeah. sense that we have multiple um, worship services throughout it. We kick everything off um, on Sunday night at the Temple Theater in Meridian, which is a big historic theater there mm-hmm. in Meridian. Um, all the churches come together. We'll bring a guest preacher in. Um, Marcus Hayes has been our guest preacher the last couple of years. He's the yeah. pastor at First ba- First Baptist of the Woodlands in Houston, and he's great. He's coming back this year, too, mm-hmm. um, and he'll he preach um, on that Sunday night, then on Monday morning, right before we begin our missions, every day during the morning. And John, you did this just, mm-hmm. what, two or three years ago. Yeah. Have someone come in, Marcus is doing it now, um, share a devotional, 10 minute worship, 20 minute devotional then we head out to our missions, right? Yeah. and so there's a worship aspect to this too, and then on Wednesday and Friday, we also have worship services, and our goal is we have these worship services. You're going out and you're serving these people, and they're saying, what are you doing? Why are mm-hmm. you doing this? Well, we're part of Love Out Loud. By the way, yeah. we've got this service on Wednesday or on Friday night that we'd love for you to come to in a neutral location. We're not asking you to come to anybody's church, right. and so we've seen numerous people saved over the years at these services because they the, the goal is the goal is to encourage our people, but it's also to be evangelistic and, yeah. to, and to preach the
1: gospel. So. Yeah, And to encourage your people, and something you said earlier uh, kind of gets into encouraging people, okay, they attend church, they're actively attending church, but this whole initiative is getting outside the pew, right? That's right. Getting up and going somewhere. So how, how is this ministering in the backyard, so to speak, in your community, how has how this really propelled, propelled people
2: to a missions lifestyle. Yeah, I That guess. that's the goal of it. You know, some people say, well, I can't go across the ocean mm-hmm. on a mission trip, mm-hmm. but you can go across the street, right? Yeah. You know, and so the thing we try to do is we try to meet people where they are as far as readiness for service. So I can't take a week off for vacation to do this. Okay, can you take a day off? Mm-hmm. I can't take a day off for this. Can you take your lunch break? <laughs> I can't take my lunch break. Can you do something in the evening? I mean, yeah, we've, yeah. we've tried to set up things to just get people... To enter into this idea of serving, and once they do, they're on board. They recognize the need, and they recognize the joy of being able to serve the Lord and share His gospel, Mm -hmm. and so once we get them in, they're in. Um, I think one of the keys also is getting kids involved, Mm -hmm. um, because the kids want to do it, they're excited, and they bring their parents, you know, so um, probably... Somewhere between forty to fifty percent of our volunteers will be under eighteen. Wow! So, of course, a lot of that is they're they're in school, they're not at work, they don't have a job or right, a full time right. job or something like that. But I'm getting that getting that younger generation involved in doing it, reminding them that they're not the future of the church; they are mm-hmm. the church doing the work right now.
0: You know, I also think that as you as you do this, you know, you're talking about cutting hair, for example, um, it has to be encouraging to your people to find their spot, like their area of giftedness. So many times we think, I think we think that the, the ministry, the missions is a, is a professional mm-hmm. thing. You know, it's like, hey, well, that that's what Wade does. He's seminary trained, you mm-hmm. know, that sort of thing. But But saying, hey, God can use your hair cutting,
2: right? Yeah, absolutely. And so just to give you a logistical idea of the way we do this, um, when you walk in each morning, you'll walk in and you'll just see a line of tables, and they have sign-up sheets on them with a the n- different ministry there. And so you don't have to decide in advance what you want to do. You can mm-hmm. go up and you can ask questions and find out, okay, what do y'all do? And you can find that place that you would love to do yeah. something where it fits your passion already, and you can see that the Lord could use the talents that you already <laughs> have, the passions that you already have, um, to serve Him. And so, yeah, yeah. that's that's huge. Yeah, you know,
0: I, I'm not gifted in anything, really. Yeah, so if you if you... You know, men's groups always talk about build ramps and that sort of thing, and they want to go do that. And I'm like, that that's great. I'll go watch. <laughs> you know, that's yes, understand. So, but having these having these various opportunities, you know, helps everybody find. Hey, here's a spot that I might can serve. So
2: that's right. And we've tried to we've tried to expand it over the years. And we ha- like I said, if we have an idea, someone gives yep. us an idea, we w- we won't try it most yeah, of the sure. time unless yeah. it's you know there are things that we might not say would be. Yeah. would be good, <laughs> yeah. but for the most part, we want to yeah. try it. Yeah. That's so the good. community impact here, how have you seen the community respond to this over time? How many, I'm sorry, how many years was it again? The, this year will be year 11. 11, so we celebrated our 10th anniversary. Um, first year, you go out and people are like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Suspicious, you know, why are you handing me a water bottle? <laughs> I don't want your water bottle, yeah. um, you know, because what do you want in return? Yeah. And so that that's the first couple of years. Um, Soon after that, though, now the community is ready for it. They expect it. They're looking forward to it. They're yeah. excited about it. Um, we have organizations call us and say, hey, can you come and serve with us this year? Mm. Um, we have people call us and say, I ha- hey, I have this need. Is there any way y'all can help us with this? And we're able to do that sometimes also. So um, I this has transformed our relationship with the community also. Yeah. I, I tell every mayor of Meridian, every city council person in Meridian – um, if you have a need, call us first, mm-hmm. and they know that they can. We mm-hmm. may not be able to do it, yeah. but if you've got something that you think we can help with, please call us because you you see that we love this city, yeah. and um, that's that's the key. Your community needs to see that, that the Christians in their community love them. You know, we take this from um, Jeremiah twenty nine is is really where where this starts with me, um, where Jeremiah has been. Um, the exiles have been sent into Babylon, and Jeremiah writes them a letter, and he says, guys, you're going to be there a while. You know, mm. You're going to be there for 70 years. Mm. And so while you're there, you need to do these things. And the, yeah. the temptation for those exiles would have just been to lock themselves up in their house and yeah. not worry about let them go to hell. You know, Mm -hmm. not worry about them, not serve them, not do any of that. But he said, pray for them and serve them, and ultimately said, seek the welfare of the city because in its welfare you'll find your welfare. And that, to me, that is that is what love out loud is about. Is about seeking the welfare of the city that we're in because recognizing all our welfare is 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 together. Yeah, and then ultimately, um, showing the city. The reason that we're doing that, mm-hmm. and the reason is yeah, Jesus. Sure. Yeah, and and one of the things we've tried hard to do over the last several years is not just make this a Northcrest event, right? Um, to make this a, a multi-church right. event, so they say, yeah. not just Northcrest. And it's hard. I mean, you can't completely get away yeah, from that. Sure. But it, but um, but see, this is the Christians in your community. i yeah. um, doing this, and um, that I think that makes a
0: difference. Yeah, and talking about that, I think it's important to just say that other people have seen this and said, hey, this is something we want to replicate, right? I know Neshoba County has yeah. done it, yeah, uh, so, some others.
2: Yeah, so several years ago, Neshoba County, um, pastor at First Baptist Philadelphia came mm-hmm. to me, and he said, hey, we want to do something like this, and I'm like, okay, we're 100% in on that, whatever yeah, we need to do yeah. to help you, and they didn't need much help. They they kicked off their first Love Out Loud that mm-hmm. year, and I, I, we were able to come alongside them, but they've been doing it since then. I think they're year three or four now, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, it's been. It seems like it's going very well. Um, Scott County is going to do a Love Out Loud this year, yeah. and um, I've been talking to them and working with them somewhat also. And um, I've had a church. I've over the years I've had multiple churches contact me about it, but I believe there's one in North Mississippi, like the Oxford area, that's yeah. going to try to do something like this. So we would love to see Love Out Loud in um, in churches and communities sure. all over the state.
0: Sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think again, it's just loving on our state, just like you're trying to love on your city. What a what a difference we can make in people's lives. Um, is there is there one story maybe that you could share with us about love out loud? Something that is a testimony of yeah. this is something that's really cool that's they, happened. Under there are sleep. hundreds of them. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, so I've
2: been thinking about what what the best one <laughs> to share would be, but um, we had something really really amazing happen this last year. Um, we've always been evangelistically focused. That's mm-hmm. always been part of it. But um, this year we tr- we decided to try something new. So we would ju- not just be evangelistically focused, but it's like we are we want to see people come to Christ through this ministry. Yeah. And so we began a grilling ministry. And here's here's how we do this. Um, we had a, a life group in our church built a trailer, mm-hmm. put a grill inside it, uh, uh, and um, like set up on each side of the trailer like serving yep. trays, serving areas. And they just went into apartment complexes and started grilling hamburgers.
0: Yeah. yeah. And
2: um, and, and our, we had our students come in and they set up, um, they set up like bouncy houses and stuff yeah, like this. Yeah. And so mm. we just threw a block party, a surprise block party in these apartment complexes. And so we would, and then we'd have a team who would go and knock on doors in the apartment complexes and say, "Hey, we got free hamburgers out mm-hmm. here," and um, people just flocked. Yeah. And as you as the, as they come, you share the gospel with them, mm. and we're very intentional. We're like if you are going to this, you are going to share the gospel <laughs> with someone today, and yeah. so the, the timing of it worked out really well, because we would, most teams leave about nine, well, you're not eating a hamburger at nine o'clock, mm-hmm. so that gives us a couple hours to do evangelism training with the, oh, with, yeah. the, with the team, and so we'd do that for a couple hours, they would go out 10.30 or 11, start cooking, um, by 11 o'clock, these people are sharing the gospel. Um, this year, we saw 133 professions of faith through that ministry wow. alone. Wow. Yeah. So um Lord did some amazing stuff through that, and, and we're hoping to expand that even more this year. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm.
1: That That's incredible. The intentionality. I yeah, love. that's
2: right. Well, and, and our goal this year, we may try to— we may. We may take a mobile baptistry along with us this time. <laughs> yeah, you know? come on, brother. Yeah, so, so um, our, th- that's the goal through all of that. Well, yeah. and
1: I'll, I'll follow you with the baptistry, and also that grill trailer. That's <laughs> pretty good too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look—a grill in a pool. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> And that's, I love hearing how you're getting creative. Uh, You're doing all sorts of things. But uh, going back to the the small church idea, what if you just don't have much of a budget here? What what if you, uh, money wise, like what would you say to a church that doesn't have a whole lot of money but wants to get started and make an impact in their community? The first
2: thing I would say is we didn't have a whole lot of money in the beginning either. Mm -hmm. Um, So money is not a huge issue as much as do you have some people who will serve? Um, Because you can. This is so scalable. It only takes, Mm -hmm. If You got four or five people who want to go out and serve. You can you can do it that way. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're just going out to a soup kitchen and serving meals, but mm-hmm. um, it starts there. Don't be afraid to let it start small.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. And 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 if it stays small, that's fine too. You yeah, know, sure. because you're still serving the Lord. You, your context may not allow for it to get turned into a huge thing. Right. Um, from your perspective, not from God's perspective, though. So um, don't let that be a detriment. Um, you can do. There's so many easy, simple things you can do that don't require a lot of money, and don't even require a lot of people, but you Mm. can go out and do those kinds of things. You may not be able to have a big blowout worship service like we're able to have. Um, You may not be able to go and you know, spend whatever on these different big projects, but you can go and serve. It's really, you can hand out water bottles on the side yeah. of the road, you yeah. know, you can go and serve in a soup kitchen, you can do those kinds of things, and, and it doesn't cost a lot of money.
0: Yeah, speaking of intentionality, something you mentioned about the grill and that, that ministry I think is really important is you, di- you didn't say to your people, hey, go share the gospel. You said, hey, come, let's talk about how to share the gospel. Now go share the gospel. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's, <laughs> I think that's so important. You have to have, um, you, you. They need to be ready because, as y'all both know, what's the most common thing people say when you ask them why don't you share the gospel? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know don't, how to. Yeah, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. afraid of what what I'm going to say. I don't know exactly what I'm going to say. What if I get yeah. rejected? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes just an hour of talking through some of those things will yeah. give you confidence to do it. And then if you will do it once, right. Like, yeah. you know, we had people last year who had never shared the gospel in their life mm-hmm. and then they do it and someone responds, <laughs> yeah. that's like, you know, that's amazing yeah. and you want to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there are all those other people there too coming to get hamburgers. So it's easy, you know, yeah, we just, sure. we're just, they're dropping like flies, you know? <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. It, it's, and it's a great way then to encourage them. Okay, I can do this. I don't have to have a free hamburger to share the gospel. Yeah, now I yeah. can share the gospel with my lost friend. I can share my share the gospel with my lost family member, with my neighbor. I mean, yeah. um, encourages them to do it after they leave there. Well, that's good.
0: And I would say, uh, if there is a church that has any questions, I know you'll be glad to, to let them contact you. Yeah. You can find it on the website there. Greg Massey probably also is a. Big help there. And yeah, so And you
2: know, Greg Greg's not on staff anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, Greg right. retired. Um, but Jay Nelson is now our our mission's gotcha. director. Okay. Right. And um, but either of us, you can call and ask for me or Jay. Yeah. And um at the church, and either of us will be glad to help y'all in any way we can. Awesome. Good deal. Well, that's fantastic, Wade. Thanks so much for
1: spending mm-hmm. time with us. Uh, you do a lot of work, sir, not only just at Northcrest, but you also help us out here at Mississippi Baptist Life. You're serving right now on the S A R T team, sexual abuse response. Team, <laughs> gotta <to> get that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And so you had a long meeting this morning, so I appreciate you sitting in and catching a, catching a while here in Jackson is, is a privilege for us. We're so honored to have you. I'm glad to do so. it. Thank you
2: so much for for giving me a chance to talk about what the Lord's doing through Love Out Loud. Um, I mean, it will be June. Oh gosh, I should have written the dates down. I believe it's the 17th <laughs> through the 21st this year. It is We're that the show what, notes. whatever week is around the 17th through the 21st <laughs> yeah, yeah. of July. It would be July. will it, be, be so. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Do those uh-huh. dates change or are you try to keep it's it the same, the same every It's usually the same year? week, yeah. That's uh-huh.
1: what I thought. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, appreciate everything you're doing, and we love the Northcrest family. What's happening mm-hmm. in Meridian, and we enjoy hearing how God is uh, being using. Uh, getting out there, the word of Jesus is getting out there in creative ways, and it's exciting to hear how different cities are jumping on to this. And it's cool to see how the community impact r- really can open
2: the door to ministry, right? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's been it's been such a it's been the greatest driver of growth in our church over the last eleven years too. Mm. Not just. Yeah. Um, that we go out and we share the gospel and people get saved and they come to our church but people see what our church is doing they're yeah. like i want to I be a part, I part, of, part yeah. of a church that's yeah. doing that kind of thing yeah. so, yeah.
1: all right well thanks so much wade
2: thank you for listening to the latest episode of the mississippi baptists around the table podcast my name is sean parker and i serve as the executive director for the mississippi baptist convention board we believe the local church is the headquarters for what we do in fact Our mission is to equip local churches to make disciples in Mississippi and around the world. Church leaders, please know we're praying for each one of you. Thank you for your involvement in Mississippi Baptist Life and for your giving to the Cooperative Program.